Happy New Year, everyone. This is Anne, and welcome to Betrayal Trauma Recovery. I am cautiously optimistic about 2018 and so grateful that 2017 is over. (sighs) I want to thank all of you who have donated. Some of you donated the widow's mite. You don't have a lot, and you donated what you could, and I so appreciate that. And some of you were extremely generous in your donation, and I'm so appreciative of that. Ironically, (laughs) I was able to upgrade the podcasting technology and many other things here at Betrayal Trauma Recovery because of your donations. And then when I recorded the podcast with Coach Kat, which you'll hear in just a minute, I didn't use the right microphone. So just like betrayal, trauma recovery is a process, learning to podcast is a process, and I am not perfect at it, so you'll hear that in a minute. So this year, I really want to focus on self-care, which I'm excited about, and that is a new phase for me. And I just want you to know that for two years, I was in extreme amount of pain and grief, and self-care wasn't anything that I could even focus on. So wherever you are, betrayal trauma recovery is the place for you. And if you want to hear more of my raw, uh, difficult times, start back at the beginning of the podcast and you'll be able to hear some of those moments. Hopefully you'll be able to hear a change in me. I feel a change in me and it's very exciting. So we wanted to start the new year with a support group by Coach Cat called So I Have Betrayal Trauma, Now What? So many women, they find out about their husband's porn addiction or they suspect they're being abused and they start to wonder how to heal, what do I do, where do I go from here? And so Coach Cat is going to cover what betrayal trauma is, what the symptoms are, the complications and factors that affect the severity of your betrayal trauma, you know, looking at the PTSD and CPSD aspects of it, and a deeper look at the healing stages and what you might need in each of those stages. Also the help that's available. It's a really good one session group that will help you to know where to go from here. The value is that it's all in one place and it will offer you an opportunity to make the concepts of betrayal trauma real for you rather than just being these ideas. It's very interactive, so you'll be able to ask your questions. To find out the details about the support group, so I have betrayal trauma, what now? Go to btr.org, click on the services page. That will take you to the details of this group, or you can click on schedule and join to just go ahead and join. And now we welcome Coach Kat. Happy New Year, everybody. So Coach Kat and I have been talking about my recovery process and how there were so many times along the journey. And still now, since I'm still in recovery, I'm still (laughs) finding out things and you're hearing about my recovery in real time that I didn't know what I didn't know. There was a long period of time where I thought I was in recovery and I actually wasn't. I didn't know what boundaries were. I didn't know the healing stages. There were so many things that I didn't understand. So Coach Kat, why is it important for women to know where they are in the healing process? It's really important that women kind of have a sense of where they are on this journey. I think a lot of women really recognize that recovering from betrayal trauma is not an event. It's not something that just happens on one day or in one week. But actually to have a sense of whereabouts on that journey they are can really help them to understand what still needs to be done, what stuff they can relax and feel confident about. Women find it really empowering once they understand 
and what is still to come to then decide how they want to approach that ongoing and continuing healing. So understanding your stage of the journey, what's still to come and what's gone, although it's not quite as linear as that might sound, is really empowering for women to take those next steps. The really important thing is to know what the stages are and how you fit into those stages. And like you said, it's not linear, but in order to have a very effective recovery, I think it's important to have a structure, which is what AppSats provides us with. So can you talk about the multidimensional partner trauma model that AppSats developed? You've hit on really the key word to summarize what it is that the trauma model, according to AppSats, offers. It's a structured approach to healing. And we know that when we're in a state of trauma, actually anything that provides a bit of structure and safety starts to put us on that road to healing straight away. So the three-stage approach to healing, which I'll unpack in detail in the group, is actually a really helpful way for women to feel like they can identify the steps that they need to take and to feel like they have some safety within that structure. So it's a really important approach in as much as it's a well-worn, well-trodden, well-practiced path to healing. You're not trying to walk through an uncharted territory for the first time by yourself. There are some really well-defined steps and processes to follow that have been proven to be successful. And that's why I love the AppSats model, because there's nothing hit or miss about it. Nothing's left to chance. In fact, they were developed and adapted from the original trauma healing model of Judith Herman, which was used in a much more broad way to address all sorts of other traumas too. So this isn't just proven to work with betrayal trauma, but actually a similar approach is taken with other trauma survivors as well. So that's what I love about the APSATS multidimensional partner trauma model. Yeah, and that's really important. So it not being linear, you could be in stage one for a while, then move to stage two, then feel like you're in stage three, and then be like, wait a minute, I'm not at stage three. I thought I was, but really, I need to go back to stage one. I need to establish safety, for example. And that's what we're talking about when we say it's not linear. You can move back and forth between those stages. Right. I tend to think about it, you know, like when you see a watercolor painting and sometimes the edges are blurred. They're not like a a straight edge or a very well-defined edge. And I like to think about the kind of edges between each stage as being a bit like that of a watercolor painting, because there are bits in stage one that cross over into stage two. So you might spend a little bit of time on that threshold where you still have some stage one stuff to work on, but you're moving into stage two. And likewise, between stages two and three, there'll be this kind of blurred edge whereby you'll be doing a little bit of each thing. And actually, you can be on the precipice of stage three and still have some safety and stabilization stuff to do from the first stage because things happen that are outside of our control and triggers will occur. So there's definitely blurred edges between the stages. And there's also this sense of building momentum as you go through. So you will definitely do, for example, something like trigger management and understanding difficult emotions in stage one. That will be a really important kind of foundational piece to your recovery and to your healing. But that doesn't mean that when you get to stage two, you don't have to do that anymore. It just means that you build on top of that, right? So you'll still do the same stuff in stage two that you did in stage one, and you'll only be able to do the stage two stuff because you did that stuff in stage one. 
And that's the beauty of it, really, is that it's not about trying to get to the end game. We recognise that for many of us, this is actually about integrating this experience and building that into who we are and who we want to be for the rest of our lives. And I don't want that to scare women because I remember when I started recovery, I thought, okay, when I'm done, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I was driving down to a support group and I thought, well, once my crisis is over, I'll stop. But hey, I'm two and a half years out. I still love my support group. And now I plan on going the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I think at the beginning of recovery, the idea that this is going to be a lifelong process is really scary. Mm. So what would you say to women who are sort of at that beginning stage where they think, wait a minute, I didn't sign up for this. I don't want to find out where I am in my healing process because I don't want a healing process in the first place. You know, I don't want a healing journey. I want to be healed. Yeah. What would you say to them? I would say that I totally get it. That's the first thing that I would say. I would say that I've been there and I know what that feels like. And why do I have to go on a lifelong journey? Because he did what he did, you know, and I totally get that. Actually, Anne, one of the things that has always stayed with me from my own recovery. So for those of you who don't know, I have my own recovery from substance addiction and I've been sober for 10 years. I can always remember saying to somebody that I started out running away from a life I didn't want. I started out running away from the place that I had come from. Whatever I needed to do to not go back there was my motivation. And then at some point during the first couple of years of my own recovery journey, I realized that I'd stopped running away. I wasn't running away from that place I didn't want to be anymore. And I'd started running to something better. I'd sort of uh, achieved somehow a shift in my perspective that had me no longer running from what was painful, but actually running towards what I could see was better, running towards growth, running towards healing, running towards this better life that I was starting to build for myself. When I think about recovery from anything, whether it's from trauma, whether it's from addiction, whether it's from grief, I tend to think about it in those terms, that whilst it may seem unfair that we're on this lifelong journey, that isn't a lifelong journey of just avoiding pain. At some point, we will make a shift and realize that actually, we're no longer running away from where we came from, but we're running to this better life that we are now starting to build for ourselves. And the clients that I've worked with who have progressed through that healing journey will testify to that. And they will say that they now know things about themselves that they didn't know before. They are now better parents than they were before. They're better able to have conversations with their children about emotional stability and expression and things that they weren't able to do before because they didn't know what they didn't know, which is what you said earlier on. So, you know, I get that it's not fair that I have to go on a lifelong journey. I know that feeling of like, why do I have to do that? And yet I would say to not think about it in terms of I have to go on a journey just to not hurt. Actually, there is a whole world of discovery for women who are healing from betrayal trauma. At some point, it stops being a chore and starts becoming more about a way of life and moving towards something better. And I felt that shift with my recovery. I felt a shift from trying to manage the sadness and manage the grief and manage the triggers to now where I'm working with a coach to build the life I want, Mm -hmm. right? And 
for me, it took about two years slogging through the grief and the pain. And now I feel like I'm on the other side of that, but I still have so much work to do. I can see my goals and I am now excitedly working toward them. Mm -hmm. That's why we wanted to do this group at the beginning of the year this group will offer at the start of the year is both it offers an opportunity to assess where you're at and that's great for everybody wherever you are however long you've been doing this recovery thing getting a benchmark as to where you might be in that process can be a really helpful thing to help you to think about as we've already said what might need to come next but this is also a really great opportunity for women who are new on this journey and who are in that stage where they just feel like everything is crazy Crazy. They don't understand why they're feeling the way that they're feeling. And this can really help them to get that sense of empowerment and of validation that only comes from being around people who get what you're going through. So this group is great for everybody. This will help women to really capitalize on the progress they've already made and to bolster where they're at or to sort of use this as a bit of a launch pad to work out what is the next step that they need to take. The other thing that is really important to me about women understanding what betrayal trauma looks like for them is that it gives them the opportunity to learn how to advocate for themselves. One of the most upsetting things that I hear over and over again is the women who've been damaged hurt when they've reached out for help. And so I really feel like it's important that women understand exactly what it is that they're healing from so that when they go to seek help with that healing from a professional, from a therapist, from a church or religious leader, from whoever it is that they go and seek that support from, they can go informed. When somebody gives them that rubbish piece of advice, when somebody tells them to do that thing that they think is going to help that really isn't, they going in with enough education to be able to advocate for themselves and to really understand what it is that they need to support their own healing. So Kat, thanks for being here today. For all of you who want to register for Kat's group, go to btr.org, click on schedule and join, and you'll be able to see the exact details of that group. Thanks so much for being here, Kat. Thanks for having me, Anne. It's always great to talk to you. And I'll look forward to seeing all of you listeners in the group. I have amazing news. On December 31st, we had 19,000 RSS subscribers, and that's because of you. Our community is amazing, and so many women are finding us and listening to this podcast and getting the help they need. We so appreciate you helping get the word out by commenting on our website, giving ratings on iTunes, any way that you can Help us get the word out about BTR is so helpful. We have so many women who say, wow, if I would have found this 10 years ago, I would be in so much better shape. So we want every woman who needs to find it now to be able to find it. If you go to our website and go to the services page, you'll see the new lineup of support groups. We have 17 different amazing groups from gaslighting to therapeutic separation to a divorce group. So whatever group you need at this stage that you're in now, you can go ahead and register for it. And when it fills, that group will start. So you can go to the website, go ahead and register, then tell your friends, post it in the BTR secret Facebook group or any other secret Facebook group you're a part of. Hey, I just registered for understanding triggers or I just registered for Sarah's boundaries group. 
post the link in there so other women can find it. And whatever you feel like you need right now, you can post it inside of the Facebook groups that you're in and see if other women want to join. That way you can get the support that you need based on the specific group that you need when you need it and when other women need it too. Because chances are, if you really need a support group right now about boundaries, then other women do too. And because we cap our groups at six, and then we cap our one session groups and our workbook study groups at 12, it won't take that many women to start your group. Check that out, find the group you need, register, tell your friends, post about it in your groups, and we'll get it started right away. Also, the first participants who register for the group get to choose the day and time that it runs. So that's another advantage of registering and then letting your friends know. I am so grateful to be on this recovery journey with you. I'm honored. The women that I meet every day amaze me. I met an amazing woman last night who told me her story and didn't recognize that she had been abused for 12 years and also did not recognize that the behaviors that she was seeing were consistent with pornography use. And seeing her face when she realized, wait a minute, whoa, you mean I'm not crazy? You mean I'm not a terrible person? Because the porn user slash abuser, that's what he told her for 12 years. I want you to know that you are amazing that you can have a peaceful and calm life. It takes a while. I'm still trying to establish mine, but we can do it together. Until next week, stay safe out there.